Tomorrow in Canada, we're having our federal election. Uh, what does that mean to you when it comes to investing? And what can you do about it? Let's get started. Would you rather talk about your sex life or money life? Surprisingly, most people would rather not talk about money, how to save it or invest it. This podcast is about helping you simplify your money life. Delivered by Dr. Henry Joseph Speck, a psychologist by training, Henry is a seasoned investor with over 40 years of successful investing in real estate, stocks and other alternate forms of income generation. Tune in to the twice-monthly podcasts to get his thoughts and tips on how to reach financial freedom. How to achieve the life you deserve. Now, here's Dr. Speck. So living in Canada, this uh, election that's happening tomorrow is getting a little confusing. So the question is, as uh, investors, what are we supposed to do about what do we know and how can we maybe take advantage? So one thing that we do know is that regardless of who gets elected, they have said, and there's always a difference between what people tell you and what they're going to do in politics, but let's assume they're going to do some of this. They all say they're going to increase the debt. Uh, the majority also talk about continued increase in immigration. So in Canada right now, we're we're having approximately 350,000 people come in every year uh, to become Canadian citizens eventually. So there's a new population growth, approximately 1% of our population through immigration. Now, you can argue both sides, but the piece I want you to think about is, according to Stats Canada, we're building approximately 100,000 apartment units per year. So if you take the 350,000 people, subtract children and so on, we really don't have enough housing for existing demand and all the new demand. So when I talk about the REIT market and I talk about what's happening, you'll see that, uh, and also I want to talk about common sense. I was going to do a separate podcast on common sense, but I thought I'd talk about it here. So the majority of apartments being built in Canada, if you look around, are more of the A quality or very expensive type. So if you go to Toronto, you'll see skyscrapers everywhere. You even see them in Halifax, of course, Vancouver, and all over the country. The majority of these new bills were designed for people who are going to be paying uh, well in excess of $2,000 a month in rent or even more, depending on the community. <clears throat> so what's happened is the apartments that Stats Canada is talking about are being built in these very expensive communities. And I kind of thought about it, I just got off the treadmill, I kind of thought about it, it's, it's like if you had a full cup of water, and you drop a rock in the middle, or a pebble I guess, in the middle of that cup of water, the water starts coming out over the sides, and I think that's what's happening in all these big communities. So if 350,000 people are coming to Canada, many of them have existing communities um, uh, of people from their home countries in large centers. Uh, it's more difficult to find them in rural centers. However, if you come to a large community such as Toronto, you may have a social network group, but how are you going to afford to live there? And that is what we're starting to see in rural communities and communities on the East Coast in Canada. So I think what's going to happen over time, per, specifically, you know, if you take three years, we're going to have a million new Canadians. They're not going to have a place to live. We're going to have to look at how do we transition this to more rural areas. So REITs that are involved in building apartment buildings or managing them are going to be in high demand. And we see this already. We see that, um, you know, uh, multi-unit apartment REITs are, are down to 3 or 4% caps, which is a similar way to explain a return on your investment, which is 
probably historically the lowest they've ever been. In smaller communities in Nova Scotia and other parts of Ontario and Canada, you can find them for seven, eight cap perhaps. But in generally speaking, there's, a, there's an increase in demand and there's fewer of them out there. So no one's building, by the way, no one's building apartment buildings for a working person. No one is building an apartment for someone who is making minimum wage, unless there's a government subsidy. Now, that may happen, depending on this election, but that's one thing to think about. I think long-term, for the next 25 years, um, multi-unit REITs, apartment building REITs, where you purchase and rent are going to be in high demand, whether you purchase stock in those companies or actually buy those uh, buildings, I think you're going to be doing well. There's also pressure on on this whole sort of election system, particularly if we have a, a minority government that's dictated by the NDP or the bloc, that we're going to have an increase in government hiring. We're going to need that because if we're having 350,000 new people come in every year, we have to process, take care of, uh, manage, all of that that comes from that uh, influx. Not to mention we have a huge millennial population that's starting to have children even though the, the birth rate's much lower than, say, the boomer generation, they're still starting to have children and wanting housing in larger apartments or purchase larger houses. So office REITs, and I've, I've purchased a few in the last few days, I believe are going to be in higher demand because particularly those that cater to government types of, of um, organizations where there will be more hiring, and we're seeing this already, for example, in Canadian immigration and other types of government agencies. So hiring more government workers translates into office REITs doing somewhat better than they have been doing, and I would certainly look at some of the higher quality office REITs in Canada for that. With the debt, that's a difficult one to talk about because we really don't know. It's kind of seen, uh, I think, as an afterthought because the rates are so low that the federal government does not consider the need to worry about rents at all. Um, uh, sorry, not rents, but uh, debt at all because the rates are so low. So you're going to see a continual, I think, lowering of interest rates because it has to accommodate, if the government can do it anyway, it has to accommodate what's happening. Now, part of the uncertainty will come from um, the bloc uh, separatists in Quebec who may have more control over our country. And, and the key isn't the reality, but it's the perception of the world about that. So I think it, it would be helpful to have in your in your portfolio some multi-unit REITs that perhaps pay in US dollars because I think there's going to be some uh, la uh, you know some kickback on the issue of our Canadian dollars so you know to protect yourself having a few of the REITs that you know trade in Canada but actually trade in US dollars would be very helpful the 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 final piece to all of this put together has to do with long-term thinking so it's extremely important for you to think about your investments on a long-term basis. You know, governments come and go, but the trends are generally that we see are consistent. Increased immigration, a higher cost to build uh, multi-unit properties. Banks are being tougher on uh, builders, and also if you notice, if you're out there looking for mortgages for income properties, they're tougher on small investors. So there's, a, there's sort of a a number of factors that are all coming together long term regardless of who gets elected but there are some issues that I think you need to think about the common sense part is really important I think I think when you look at cities like Toronto and you drive around or Vancouver and you see the skyscrapers and all the you know the building that's going on you have to ask yourself well who's going to afford to live in these places 
and how are we going to finance it and how are they going to finance it and, and we're seeing that in generally we're, we're going to be seeing fewer and fewer um, buildings that cater to the new Canadian or cater to someone who's just left their parents basement and needs a place to live so on the one side governments will be squawking about this issue but on the other side the exact policies that they're putting together will actually stop people from building these properties that they need to house these folks unless there's a lot of government subsidy happening and I, I anticipate that's probably going to happen particularly if the NDP are uh, sort of controlling a minority government what that means is you, you need to look at at uh, REITs that may cater to more of that B market because there'll be experts at accessing those government funds and supports to to um, do that type of building. I'm a little leery on that entire sector because I, I think anytime you have to rely on government supports to have a viable business, it can be a problem. But but think about that in the sense of how we're going to house from a common sense perspective. How are we going to house all the people that need housing? We just don't have the space. If you look at most communities now, the land is not available. Um, you have municipal governments that continue to push back on developers because they want to maintain certain historical or certain types of, um, you know, scapes or landscapes. So it's difficult to build in communities. Uh, municipal taxes continue to be horrific in, in my community here, which stops us from building here because it's just, you know, you factor that into the to the cost and it just goes up and up and up and it doesn't make sense when there are other communities where you can... Uh, build and invest for for less cost when it comes to municipal taxes so there, there nothing's going to change there continue going to be a thirst for more taxes so the issue of paying more taxes will be obvious which again puts your real estate investments into more of a positive light because of the deductibility in that world now if they should suddenly clamp down on those uh, income tax benefits that real estate owners get you're going to see even fewer um, being built and you're going to see even more of a housing crisis so just to summarize um, with this election I think you, you need to look at uh, continue to invest in multi-unit REITs or the actual buildings office REITs that cater to government um, I should mention too with the pipeline I don't believe there'll be any changes because I think what will happen is even in an NDP led government the there are a number of Aboriginal communities that have expressed an interest to purchase the pipeline from the federal government and I think by doing that it's a face-saving mechanism not only for the Liberal government but also the NDPs where they can say that they're investing in in the future of our Aboriginal communities and also maybe tying in with that some type of green initiative where they're going to be required to you know to buck up when it comes to certain kinds of green initiatives but other than that I don't think you're going to see a big change in that I could be totally wrong I still stay away from that investing in um, the oil industry or pipelines I won't get involved in that and if you do that's good for you but that's just not something I find I want to handle that risk so pipelines I think will continue to happen although very slowly I think we're going to continue to see difficulties in Western Canada uh, there are some communities out there I'd love to get involved with on the real estate, but they're still overly, you just the prices just don't make sense uh, from any any scenario that I can provide. A final comment on common sense. You know, all these numbers from StatScan and all these predictions and all that aside, when you take a, a drive around a community, just use your common sense and think about, you know, what's happening in that community, what's happening as far as housing, um, when I take a, a drive, uh, years ago when I would go to a kitchen in Waterloo, in Waterloo I would drive around and see all this incredible 
uh, hyper almost inflation to student housing and we had had some student housing then um, and we were going to keep it for forever it was uh, you know because when we bought it, it was good cash flow but it was sort of stable but then all of a sudden things just went absolutely insane so we we sold and and uh, reinvested out on eastern in the east coast of Canada but I think when you drive around and you see what's happening in a community it can give you you know a lot of indications of what maybe you should do or how you can invest or what's happening with the economy uh, back in the day when I took cabs I would always talk to cab drivers listen to what people are talking about in restaurants look at the traffic in midday all kinds of things you can do from a common sense perspective to see the economic viability of a community you might be considering uh, to invest in so uh, if you're listening and you, you haven't voted yet make sure you go out and vote tomorrow uh, today is uh, Sunday so tomorrow make sure you go out and vote for someone because that's your that's your obligation I think based on what people have done and sacrificed for our democracy in wars and and other types of uh, you know advocacy so that we have the right to vote so please do that um, after we'll talk a little bit next podcast I'll talk about you know what happened and what I think it might have to do with anything but I think it's important to be prepared ahead of time so if you're gonna do any kind of trading do it tomorrow as far as perhaps some uh, REITs or some office REITs to help with this gradual kind of change I think that's going to be happening over the long term you have an amazing week and we'll talk again soon you have been listening to the shrink money advice podcast with dr. Henry Joseph Speck remember to pick up your copy of dr. Speck's latest book shrink money advice on amazon.ca or the audio version at awesound.com that's awe sound.com 